Ladies and gentlemen, it's a day that ends in Y. And it's time for Wisecracking with Winter. And guess who's with me today? It's everybody's favorite bug face. The woman who brings so much enthusiasm to each and every broadcast that she's on. My daughter, Emma. How you doing? Good. Why do you have a new intro every show? Well, you got to keep, keep it fresh. You got to have a song so everyone knows who it is. Well, they, all, they always know who it is. You got to have the same song. Okay, what song was that that I just played? I don't know. Some old song. Have you ever? Can you turn my mic up? I can't hear anything. Have you ever heard the song "God Save the Queen"? Pro- yeah, probably. You probably heard it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this is it right here. Great. Don't care. Any idea why I'm playing "God Save the Queen"? Because the Queen died. The Queen croaked. The breaking news on the program is that the Queen is dead. Um, Emma was a giant fan of the Queen. <laughs> not. What do you mean you're not? I don't live in the UK. Yeah, but you still recognize her as your Queen, don't you? I'm my own Queen, thanks. I thought you were a giant fan of Queen Elizabeth. Are you being serious? Like, actually? Explain the poster in your room. One, two, three, and go. <laughs> what? Poster. I don't the have poster of the queen you have in your room. I don't have any posters. You've actually. always been a giant fan. No, I have not. Of the queen. I know nothing about her except she's a queen. Or was, sorry. Right. Was. Did you know that I happen to have her last ever royal transmission before she croaked? What's that? Well. No, what is it? You're going to get to listen to it. No. I don't want to listen to some old woman. Okay, here it no. is. No. This is very rare. I was staring out the window of my PJ the other day, halfway between Malibu and Connecticut, when the stewardess came by to take my lunch order. I said, what is that down there? She said, that's Ohio. I said, Ohio? How exotic. Let's go to Ohio and eat some Ohio food. So we do an emergency landing into a cornfield and head straight for this place called the Cracker Barrel, which I think it's called that because it's full of white people who look like they live in barrels. And it's sort of like this speakeasy for hillbillies where you walk through the store full of like quilts to get to this secret restaurant the waitress comes by i say i'll do the wagyu tartare with white truffles she said how about the chicken fried steak i said that sounds violent but sure while i was waiting i bought 12 rocking chairs eight gospel cds and a candle that smells like poor people christmas but the best part of the whole experience was that every table comes with this little like peg game that's very fun and also very different from the one i used to play with my ex-husband i was staring so what'd you think of that i'm bored you're bored already that was so stupid it wasn't even the queen that was to the queen no it wasn't. you didn't know the queen had a tiktok channel that's not the queen well who do you think it was some random it was not the queen it wasn't and i'm bored Thanks. Well, that is nothing new. So what is, I mean, when you found out the queen passed on, I mean, what were your first reactions? Nothing. I was outside. No reaction at all? I didn't know her personally. Well, if you thought you were bored before, here is producer slash political Paul. Hey, we're just talking about the queen with Emma. Paul, what did the queen die of? She was 96. They'll strike it, uh, chalk it up to old age there. People don't die of old age. They don't? Is that old? 
old people's tale. It is an old people's tale. Emma, what did the queen die of? This is what you brought me on here to. The queen? Yeah, so you could talk this about the seriously? queen. Seriously, why? Yeah. Well, you're a young girl and you're... This is so boring. <laughs> I'd rather go watch the news. Seriously. Did she, did she die from depression due to the death Who cares? of the empire? Who cares? Who cares? What is that all about? Why She's all, gone. Why all the attitude? Now who's going to run the country? Whoever's next in line. Well, who is that now? You think I know? You think I live in England? You don't have to live in England to know. You think I don't care who's running it. I'm not over there. I don't think you're over her death yet. You gotta <laughs> you gotta process what happened. Yeah. Probably. Right? Emma, mm-hmm. Would you stand in line for thirty hours to walk by the Queen's casket? No. Sorry. What? No. What the hell? Mike, you'd probably stand in line for like seventy two hours, wouldn't you? I'd give it like seven minutes. I'd give her the quick, you know, thumbs up. And what did just, she even do? She did a lot. Like what? Paul? She'd wear a hat. She always wore a hat. That's it? No, a she did a big, lot. A big hat. Not just any hat. A big hat. And gloves, right? And gloves. She, what did she actually do? Like, what was she? You're supposed to be telling us. What was her role in her in her royalty? In the monarchy? Yeah, what was her role? To sit there and look pretty? To waste uh, British tax dollars. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I know what you just said. The, the people of Great Britain pay for the monarchy. So they pay money to the royals so they can continue to live their lifestyle. And except for all what? the... Yeah. Except for all the jewels and gold bars and stuff they have down in the basement that they got back from when they really ruled stuff. Right. But yeah, I think they get like free catering and housekeeping and, and transportation. I heard whenever Charles travels, he has his bed travel in advance of him and get wherever he's going. Emma? Like he literally take, he takes his bed with him. Good for him. Hope he's cozy. Charles would be the queen's son. Prince Good Charles. Char- Good for Charles. At the tender age of 73, he's he's become the king of England. Okay. What does that mean to you? Nothing. <laughs> Nada. I'm sorry for whoever's offended that she died. I just don't care. I'm not over there. I'm not in England. I think I'd care a little more if I lived in England. Hey, you know. Oh, one more time, Paul. I said, do you want to know what I never understood? Just be gentle, because Emma's pretty broke up about it. I'm not. Yeah, no, I hear. But why? So the the queen's husband died like a few years ago, right? A couple years ago. I don't. It was Philip, right? Yeah, he and think. Yeah, the uh, liquor. Why wasn't he? Why wouldn't he marry the queen? Why didn't he become king? Why was he a prince? I, you know, a better question than a better person to ask would be Emma. Emma, why is that? I think the better person to ask would be Charles. <laughs> because, uh, you know, doesn't it seem weird to have a queen married to a prince? <laughs> like, it sounds like you're like a mom's married to their son or something. It does sound a little incestuous. Um, Emma, you want to expand? No. <laughs> I'm so bored. 
I could be watching Vampire Diaries right now. Paul, could you look up quick how the queen no. died? No one cares. Emma, we need to process your grief. I don't have any grief. And then... For her, at least. You need to accept it. Right now, you're in denial. Mm, yeah, I think so. And you know what? Denial is not just a river in Egypt. It's also feelings we have. <laughs> I'm so bored. Paul? We still have our Christmas tree up in the fun house. <laughs> it's September 12th. Are you serious? Yep, right there with a bag under it. Do you know why that tree's up? Because you're too lazy to take it down. Wrong. It's because I knew the queen would be dying. Oh, my God. And I wanted to leave it up as a memorial. Of course. To the queen. So you left it up for almost a year. You knew it in what? advance. Okay. Did you know that it's a British tradition to put up a Father Christmas tree early if there's a royal that's sick? <laughs> you didn't know that. Because I don't know what you even study in school. I mean, the reason I wanted you in here today to discuss this no is because it's world news. No and cares. I thought you go to you would have gone over it ad nauseum <laughs> in class about I'm not queen. even in history this semester. It it really has to be important because I turned on the the nightly news with <laughs> Lester Holt. And I think it was all they talked about for the first 10 minutes. So, obviously, it has to be important. So, Paul, did you manage to track down what the queen died of? Me? No, I thought it was old age. That is not a thing. You can't, yeah, it is. We're you still can't, not, you can't not die buying because that. You're, you, you die because of a reason. There's something wrong with you when you die. You're old. That's not a reason. Yes, it is. The Your big body G is shut down. The big G is old, and he's still alive. <clears throat> His body isn't shut down yet. All right, I'm going <clears throat> to ask the internet. Is old age uh, a cause of death? Oh, it's like one of the first things that comes up to autofill. Okay, while he's looking that up, Emma, what is this going to mean for the people of Great Britain now that there's what about King Charles is in charge? I thought it was England. Well, Great Britain. It is United Kingdom. Yeah, United Kingdom. I don't know. I'm not or there. is it? What about Wales? Is Wales that's part under of, the thumb of well, Charles? And the Charles? right well, the right person to ask would be Emma. Emma yeah. is Wales a part of Great Britain? Um. Yeah. Say yes. Yep, it is. And so, what does that mean for the people of Wales now that King Charles is in charge of our days and our nights? Now it's a guy instead of a girl. I think Britain is the 20 island. Twenty years younger. He'll never be the island, so it includes Wales and Scotland. But then the other stuff that they rule with an iron fist, like Northern Ireland, the United Kingdom. You hear that skipping? That's how good our service is. Great. You should have just had me on here talking about the service. You, you're skipping because our service sucks. No, it's because Paul's in the basement. He refuses to leave his basement. And he has horrible Wi-Fi in his basement. No, so my Wi-Fi is good. I'm, I'm watching the football. Well, causes cats. of death. Natural cause. What? Dying of natural causes. What are natural causes? So Why are you so, like, questioning? Is, is cancer a natural cause? Old age means that someone has died naturally from an ailment associated with aging. Aging. The same usually goes for dying of natural causes. Okay, can you die of a sore back then? Can you die of arthritis? So. It's just because your body's shutting down, old man. Hey, 
don't take it out on me because the queen's dead. I know you're broke up. So broke up. Don't know what I'm going to do You're with lashing my life. out at me. You're lashing out at political slash producer Paul. Lashing out, lashing out. Just accept. I accepted it. Move on. Gizmodo.com ever actually dies of old age. Did you say Gizmo died of old age? The character from <laughs> Gremlins? Yes. When did this happen? Is Gizmo the guy under the stairs? Or is that one of the... You've seen Gremlins. Yeah, I've seen it. Well then, okay, who's Gizmo? One of the little animals. It's a mogwai, thanks. Gizmo! Hey, queen lover. You know who's a gremlin? You. Do you think... Mike, how excited were you to see, to see the two princes, Harry and... Um, who's the other one? Uh, William? Yeah, is that How do you know the whole royal party? It's family. I really family. see them back together again. You've been doing your research? After the big breakup. I don't really have an opinion. The right person to ask... That's not me. It's not <laughs> me. Because I don't even know who those two are. Quit playing stupid, Emma. Um, you've oh. always been a big Prince Harry fan. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know that he left the royal family to be with his wife, Megan. Good for him. Leave them. Bye. But now that Grandma's passed on, and I'm going to say it, Emma, I want you to look at me. She's gone. Oh, no. Oh. What does this mean for her? For Just her? doesn't seem real yet, does it, Emma? Yeah, does no, it seem real to you? Nope, not yet. I know. She's the only queen you've known in your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Not like the big G. He lived under another royal. Yeah. I don't give a shit. We should get him on and ask him what it was like. To no, he hasn't. He won't monarch. even remember. How long was she queen, Emma? I don't know, 40 years? 60 maybe on a good day? About 70 years, right, Emma? Yeah. Oh, I guess so, yeah. There was one other monarch that my dad served under. Yeah. Sir? She asked him what it was like. Um, he won't even remember. I'm sure he remembers when she was coronated. She's probably... I'm sure that he's told Emma all kinds of stories. No. Back when Emma was a little tight, sitting on Grandpa's knee around Christmas time, asking to hear stories about the royal family. Emma, if you could pick to either go to the Queen's funeral or go to... Prince I, I, Charles' coronation as king. Which would it be? Neither. Or. It'd be or. I'd rather go swim in an alligator-infested lake. What if you could go back in time to Charles and Diana's wedding? No. I'd oh, take that man. back. I'd go just, to go, to, just to go to the UK. But I wouldn't actually attend. I'd say I'm attending... Just to run around the UK because I want to go there, but I wouldn't actually attend. That'd be a serious slap in the face of the royal family. I always knew you wanted to go to Buckingham Palace. I don't care if it's a slap in the face. Emma, how big exactly is Buckingham Palace? Don't know. Don't ask me. I don't live there. I don't care either. We brought you on to talk royals, and so far you've been zero help. Wrong person. Been 0.0 help. Why do you have homeschool weird kids on your notepad? <laughs> Those are some old notes from an, from another show. I well, think I did that one during a pandemic. And yeah, I, said I remember, that. and they smell like soup. 
Let's not go back, revisit that. Homeschool kids are weird, and they do probably smell like soup. Mm. Well, I guess only the ones know. I don't remember. I would guess it would be vegetable beef soup. They'd probably smell like that. They smell like, probably smell like piss. Emma, how many so, times a day do you think the queen had soup? Oh, my God. As a meal. I don't know. None? Do you think it was ever... Do you ch- think she ate Chunky right out of the can? Yeah. <laughs> this is so psychotic. I literally don't even care. <laughs> like, at all. I just heard about it, and I was like, oh, damn. All right, next. That's it? Well, what do you want me to do? I didn't know. I didn't even know she was a thing. Well, how about a little remorse? For who? The queen. She's dead. She doesn't need her more. She's gone. Now, when you listen to, lo- um, what's that? God, God save the queen by the Sex Pistols. You're gonna look listen to it a little differently now that she's I dead. I won't. And I won't. You won't. I won't even listen to it. Paul, you want to weigh in? I think you know it's just sad. I mean. We knew it was going to affect kids in different ways, like the pandemic and missing school did. But, you know, it's unfortunate that some kids, it takes longer than others to to really process, as you say, and to move through the different stages. You know, denial is a tough one to get over. We've all been there. Has the pandemic made you cold and hard, Emma? How do you feel about the queen dying? <laughs> How do you feel? Let's go to you. How do you feel about the Queen's croak? You seem pretty bent on it. I mean, I don't like change. I mean, I was pretty comfortable with her leadership. I mean, that's all I've known my whole life is her leadership from across the pond. And now I have to get used to somebody new being in charge. Charles It doesn't even affect you at all. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? No. Now one bit. <laughs> Not one bit. Not even... No. No. You know what I'm trying to figure out? What's that? Like, Donald Trump pulled some strings or something because I didn't even realize that Scott Bayo was in the line of succession. Me neither. Oh, my God. What are we talking about now? Is this politics? How did that even happen? Scott Bale? He was on Happy Days, and then he was on Charles in Charge. But now he's the King of England. So how do you take an 80s sitcom star, ship him across the pond, and now the guy's the King of England? I don't understand the line of succession, Emma, and that's why I'm glad you're here. And go. I don't even know what you just said. Who? Paul, do you want to weigh in? Joni... Is Joni the queen now, or is she a Who's princess, Joni? or what? I thought it was the guy. Well, Joni loves Chachi. Right, Em? Oh, my God. What are you saying? I'm saying, you saying we don't understand why Scott Bale... Well, you know what else? Someone doesn't understand what you're f- talking about. Would you rather talk Golden Girls? You know what I'm hearing right No. You know what I'm hearing right now? When you're watching Charlie Brown and the teacher's talking, that's what I hear. That's what I hear right now. Yeah. Yup. That's what I hear. So you don't feel like you've benefited. Queen this, prince that, king that, England this. So you don't sitcom that. Okay. So you don't feel like you've benefited from this conversation at all. Not really. Hmm. I think I could have lived without it personally. I don't really think it did me justice. 
But um, honored to be here again. All right. Well, thanks, Emma. You're welcome. I mean, you could have added a little more. About like what? Like her life? Because I'm sorry. I'm not like you. I didn't study it. Huh. I'm going to hop off now. You going to talk about football? <coughs> yeah, we're going to talk a little football. I am leaving. I mean, feel free to hang out if you bye. want. Okay, bye, Em. Okay, that was Emma. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat. Uh, besides Emma discussing the Royals, we have producer slash political Paul and Justin Voss to start off the football picks for the Wise Kraken with Winter Show for 2022. Gentlemen, how are you? Wow, good. Lovely. Is it time for the season already? Yeah, it's, it was time for the season last week. Um, but I was too busy doing other stuff. Couldn't get this done. So we're going to have to go ahead and start with week two. But we do have... Come on, Monday's left. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we do have some Monday Night Football. Uh, Justin, do you want to reintroduce yourself and tell all the kids at home who you are? Um, Justin, I've been on a couple times. I'm technically a realtor. My advice, bet the house on the Broncos tonight. And, okay. And what is the line tonight, Justin? I don't know. It's like six or six and a half points, I think. Okay. Seahawks got the early touchdown on the opening drive. No, oh, I haven't been watching it yet, so. I think uh, Denver's about to kick a field goal, though. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna personally. I'm gonna go with Justin and say the Broncos will dominate this tilt. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the Seahawks then with the early lead. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna ruin Russell's return. What's the yeah, line again, better. Paul? How big is the line? Nobody knows. I don't know. The game already started, dude. Well, Justin, you knew what the line was. What was the line? <laughs> I thought it was six or six and a half. We'll just go so, with yes, six and a half. It sounds about right, but now in live action, it's down to two and a half. I see. Bet the house on the Broncos, then. Bet the house on the Broncos. I am in agreement with Justin. Now, <laughs> it, it's been a minute since we've spoken with Justin. Justin has been up to quite a bit. Why don't you tell me and all the kids at home about your fantasy football obsession? I don't really have an obsession, my obsession, Mike. I've, I've only got five dynasty teams, so that's just a year-long obsession. Five dynasty teams. I have two teams that I take care of. Paul, I believe, is in just the one league. So can you explain? I got, I got a second team. Oh, you do have a second team as well. Paul, would you say yeah. that five leagues may be a little excessive? I mean, it would be for me, but, you know. I'm, I'm such a busy guy with uh, all the things and stuff. Just kind of like you, but... Justin, I, I, I'm not saying he's not a busy guy, but... I'm not a busy guy. He, he I could be, be busier. Need to sell more homes, yes. I always need to sell more homes. But when I get a second, when I need a 15-minute break, I can definitely go look, see if anybody's offering me trades or anything like that. Shazam them. And it's a year-round league, so... I mean, it's dynasty, so literally get like a week off after the season before you reboot and you can start trading for next year. So, yeah, Justin, uh, yeah, you got to turn the volume down on your mic a little bit. When you talk, you like come in really hot. Can you adjust the volume a little? Uh, all right, is that better? Yeah, that's a little better. There we go. All right, I'll try to lower it a little bit too. 
So yeah, anyway. Justin, you sound you sound busier at football than Tom Brady. Only get one week well, off. Of course, I'm busier than Tom Brady, man. He's he's good at it. I'm not. Fair point. Uh, Justin used to be in Paul and I's fantasy football league until he quit Um, now being an expert at fantasy football Justin maybe you can explain to us and all the other kids at home what kind of league that that you have to put together and run for you to stay interested well, simply put, uh, put a league together and play by the same rules in one year, or at least if you're going to change the rules, don't change them the day before the draft and don't have the draft the day before the season starts. I don't know that that ever happened. <laughs> Justin, do you, have, do you have your Bluetooth microphone like surgically implanted in your throat? Uh, no, it's in my ear though. I've got a truck. I've got a trucker's Bluetooth so that people can hear me when I make phone calls. Yeah, it's just coming in really hot. Do you need to have a Bluetooth uh, on, or can you just hold the phone up to your ear? I could switch. I could try to do the uh, speaker. Yeah, you could do that because this is definitely. Um... How about like that? Yeah, that's better. Oh yeah, that's better. Okay. So you mentioned now this isn't going to be like slam just 10 for the whole show because I'm not. But I'm genuinely curious. How do you play fantasy football year round when the season is only four and a half months long? Well, like I said, it's a dynasty league. So there's 22 roster spots and literally you don't ever have to make a move once you get a guy he's on your roster until he's dead or you, well you literally have to cut him because he could be dead and that doesn't remove him from your roster so um it's like you're playing a real general manager so literally there's 22 we have 22 roster spots and you could change all 22 every year if you want but if you've got saquon barkley and uh mahomes and those guys obviously you want to keep them so you only cut as many players as you want to draft. So, I mean, basically most people are going to use about five picks. And so you get 22 draft picks every year. And if you don't have an open roster spot, you don't use them. Fascinating. You know? So what about on July 1st? Are you waking yep. up and doing anything with the fantasy football team? <laughs> well, in Dynasty, um, the draft, because it's a, called a rookie draft, so you have your team and you draft rookies and cut free agents. So if I have three picks, um, range usually from Memorial Day until early August for the Dynasty Leagues, and you're drafting your, you know, your new players or your additional players then. Is it a little draining to be focused oh. on fantasy foot, you know, pretend fantasy football year long and then try to balance a relationship and a job? No, not at all. No. I mean, that's the whole thing about it is once you get into it, uh, like fantasy football, like you know, I mean, you know almost every guy on every roster. You know how much they're playing. The, the only bad part about it is is that pretty much you almost have to watch if you can every game on Sunday or throughout the week for, for, from Sunday. So you get to see how got to look how players are being used and things like that and see if a guy's going to be rising that you want him or if you want to cut bait with the guy kind of thing. I got gotcha. you. Know, Paul, do you want to so weigh I, in on this? Well, I just like wondering in the spring and the summer, 
like are you are you reading the Pittsburgh Gazette and the the Jacksonville Herald to get all the local reports are you calling like reporters and assistant coaches to get all of the scoop is that what's like the year-long part of it or well, you know, you just got to have all the head coaches' uh, numbers on speed dials. And, you know, every once in a while you give a few GMs some, some heads up about some guys, you know, and, and see how it goes. But, uh, no, I mean, when you start up the new league, you know, half the people aren't going to be starting right away and then they have a drop-dead date. And then they have auctions of people are, are selling their guy, selling their team. Well, once, you sell, once the teams are all picked up, then it ha- starts trading and stuff like that. And then you get to the draft, basically the NFL draft after the NFL draft, then you start your rookie drafts. So there's stuff going on the whole time. <laughs> Guys are making, well, uh, you know, before the NFL draft, they're trying to pick up uh, players and draft picks and stuff like that. And I mean, there's no draft. free agency, but you know, you can trade and stuff. Got so you it. can trade picks. And- now, now, now question, but before the, before your rookie draft, do you are do you have time to like invite some of the lesser known players like over to your basement to see how much they can bench press? Well, your own kind I of mean, that would be very nice, but my mom doesn't allow me to have visitors, so that that makes it kind of difficult there. Uh, uh, I think maybe you could set something up out in the garage. <laughs> well, I mean, dad, dad, dad has kind of a junk pile in the garage. You know how that is. The Minnesota garage, it's kind of full. Fascinating. Yeah. This is all riveting, fascinating stuff. <laughs> and right now, people are looking for Dynasty Leagues to join. Justin, have you ever um, considered having a cranky Yankee corn dog while working on your team in the middle of May? No. Well, you should. Cranky Yankee corn dogs come from Ireland. That's where corn dogs were invented. And they were, <laughs> for Irish people anyway, they were brought over across the pond by uh, Nick Hines, who started Cranky Yankee corn dogs in Ireland. They are a taste treat. And guess what? You don't have to get on a, a ship like the Titanic and go over to the Ireland to experience the great golden taste of cranky Yankee corn dogs, Justin and Paul. Do you know all you gotta do is all you gotta do is you gotta order a bag of the mix. And that's very convenient and it shows up surprisingly quickly from Ireland. So How order. do you do that, Mike? How do you do it? You head on over to Cranky Yankees website, of course. And order yourself up a big old bag of cranky Yankee mix. Do you happen to have that 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 web address handy? Um, no, but I think you might, Paul. Do you have it in front of you? Oh yeah, here it is. It's really simple. It's corndogs dot i e. Corndogs dot i e. Corndogs dot i e. Justin, did you get that? Yes, and by the way, she'll love the results too. <laughs> and- Okay. And if you didn't write that down, you can always find the link. Dot IE. You can always find the link at getwisecracking.com. So, Justin, can you see yourself uh, making some corn dogs in, I don't know, the end of April and calling other, other dynasty owners about uh, rookies? Well, I mean, the question is, is, does it have a little blue powder in there? So, you know. No, these are drug-free. These are just corn dogs. Um, you can feel well, I mean, free to add your own blue powder at home, well, I mean, but I, they do I, not I come in the bag. The little, you know, well, I mean, the cranky Yankee, you know, I mean, I was thinking, you know, 
I'd have a little bit of something, something in there. Nope, just corn dog mix. So corndogs.ie. So, Justin, before we get into the picks, and I know everybody's chomping at the bit for our professional advice so they can make money and to start our own little competition here between us three, the economy. You and I spoke about it briefly today, a little warm-up to the show, a little pre-interview. What is wrong with America's economy? And one, two, three, go. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> well, I think you wanted me to get into my little tantrum. Um, well, that's yeah, where the good radio is, Justin. It's not a two-word answer. So. <laughs> oh, buddy. No. Um, we were talking about the inflation, I think, is where we were going. Where you going with that? Yes, sir. Oh, I was just explaining about how that what they're trying to do with the economy is absolutely wrong being, you know, I have, well, only an economics minor. I'm one class, one class away from having an economics major, but basically they're trying to apply economics principle to something that is not for that principle. I E um, they're claiming that um, they're going to corn dogs. I E there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So basically what they're saying is the inflation is trying is caused uh, and they're trying to slow down the inflation by um, adjusting the interest rate. Well, when it's the, the economy is running out of control, that's what you do. We don't have inflation because of the economy is running out of control. We have inflation because of shortages, work shortages, material shortages caused by two, two specific, well, a couple, three specific things, the, the cost of fuel, the lack of um, inventory caused by the lack of workers because of Biden's um, thing about the shot. If you have over 100 employees, you have to fire everybody. And two years of no production prior to that because of the the whole thing. So it's not an economic-based result, but they're trying to make it say they're doing something. So they're, they're doing that, which is causing gonna do the wrong thing basically i i thought the courts threw out the uh osha vaccine mandate months ago yeah well months ago but you know that was still on for a year like last year or something was it was it just earlier this year well he, he did that uh what was it uh about april may of last year right yeah. after he got office so so do you think those people have gone back to work or well the nurse like sitting at home out of spite no, well, I mean, all the pilots that quit, that's why they don't have enough pilots. That's why they don't have the flights, because they t- all those people took early retirement. Well, early retirement's different than just quitting out of, like, not wanting to get a vaccine, right? Well, when, when I mean, the early retirement is, like, stuff they offered early in the pandemic when they didn't think there was going to be a bounce back and they wanted well, to get rid of workers. Well, yeah, but when there were people were mandated, they had to get the, the jab, and they said, well, I'm only two years away. I'll just take early retirement. Now, the jab, is that like a nod to Queen Elizabeth II, who just passed away? Because <laughs> that's kind of a British thing to say, the jab. The jab? Yeah, that's what oh. Brits say. So, okay, oh, right. I get it. You're torn up about her dying, too, and I appreciate the mention. Go ahead. 
So, but, but do the Brits buy the, the corn dogs then? Yeah, or well, yeah over at corndogs.ie. Or, or are corn dogs called corn dogs or are they called like cigarettes are called bags? I don't know that. I don't know. I just, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Paul? I don't know what they, I think they call them corn dogs. <laughs> maybe, maybe they call them Yankers. <laughs> well, the Yankee thing part of that. Yeah, there you go. So you guys are in agreement about the economy and inflation so we can move on to picks? Sure. Paul? What? Do you agree with uh, Just Ten's assessment of inflation? Oh, I mean, generally, yeah, the supply shortages and labor shortages are issues. I think, you know, it's uh, it's pretty complicated. And I, I'm not a I'm not an expert on interest rates and all that, but I would assume at some point if you jack up interest rates enough. It will have some effect on demand, like business spending and such, and then maybe that will affect inflation. But yeah, I mean, how quickly is that going to happen? I'm not. I don't know. What does that mean for realtors like you two? Are you guys going to be on skid row soon, or what's going on? Well, you know, inflation is good for uh, real estate prices when you're getting paid a a, uh, percentage commission, right, Justin? Correct. I mean, everybody thinks that the housing prices are going to go down. But if you think about it, if there's 20% inflation and you have a $300,000 house, every stud, nail, piece of sheetrock, light bulb, everything that's in that house goes up by 20%. Why would the house not increase in value by 20%? Why would it go down? Yeah, so that I guess that would be the old demand, uh, the demand principle when uh, there's less buyers because they can't afford the interest rates. Now I'm sure there's a lot of prospective home buyers out there that listen to this program. Is it a good time to buy, or should they sit and wait? Is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? What do the pros say? It's always a buyer's market, and it's always a seller's market. It's never been a better time to buy right. or sell a home. Right, yeah. Well, well, this is the question for you, Mike. I mean, people are upset about the 5 5 6% interest rates. If what happens after the election is true, that interest rates are going to go up to 7 or 8%, would you rather have 5% or would you rather have 7 or 8% when you have to buy? Oh, so you guys are causing fear. You're scaring people into buying. <laughs> It could always get worse. It could always get worse. Or it could get better. <laughs> well, sure, it could, but you really should focus on the fact that it could get worse. <laughs> yeah, well, Mike, I mean, you, you know, you know. if it gets better, I mean, okay, great. But, you know, do you really want to take that chance? I mean, that, that's the whole point. If it gets better, you could always refinance your loan. Right. Through somebody that you guys know. And then you'll get a commission on that, right? Hell no. No. No, why would you? Um, so your guys, like all you do, all, this is all realtors do. This is all they do. And I got two of them <laughs> on the phone. Is they create false urgency to scare people into buying. Oh, the market's going to go way up. Oh, it's going to go way down. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. So is that basically what you're saying? You guys really don't know. You just want people to buy and sell. I mean, if you look historically at what home prices have done compared to overall inflation, you know, they've continued to go up even after corrections. 
I mean, I don't see any reason why that's not going to keep happening other than, you know, at some point people won't be able to afford a home, but, but we haven't gotten there yet. Why would we think we're going to get there anytime soon? Well, Mike, let me ask you a question in the late seventies and early eighties, when people had 20%, 19%, 18% interest out there that they're getting from the banks. You don't think that people were buying homes? Yeah. The homes were about 25 grand. Yeah. My parents yeah. bought one. But adjusted for inflation. That's a lot of fucking inflation. Okay. And then from like, 74 then, to 2022 and they were twenty five K and I, now they're four hundred thousand dollars for some ramshackle one bedroom piece of shit in Indianapolis I quit somewhere. Candy bars when they became a, a quarter. When you had to pay a quarter for a candy bar, I quit buying them. Yeah, what are they up to now? A dollar? <laughs> right. They didn't go down in price. Right. So you should invest in candy back then? Yeah, you guys are both I'm gonna assume that you're both half decent at math. What is the what's the number? Like how many percent increases that from seventy four to now in home prices? Well the home rate prices from nineteen seventy four to now? Yeah, I mean how much did that go up? Is it two hundred percent? A thousand percent. Yeah, that makes sense. Sounds like a great investment. Yeah. What it sounds like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It sounds like you, you, being tethered to a house and being scared to death it's going to go down or up when you're stuck in like a 30-year mortgage. Praying why to would God. You be scared it's going to go up? Why would you be scared that it's going to go down? Because it doesn't really matter if you're living there. Either way, you lose. Either way, payment, it's a loser losing deal. I think what deal. we're finding out here, Justin, is that Mike's pretty much scared of everything. No, I'm scared yeah, of I mean, realtors. I'm scared of um that's why you always go out at night. That's why I see a shadow. I'm scared of werewolves. He's afraid the price will go up. He's afraid the price will go down. I'm scared of Frankenstein. Stay the same. I'm scared of realtors. Because <laughs> realtors are. Why don't I, I have the same fantasy roster I had last year? Why did it have to change? I love both of you guys, but I do not like you know the realtors. I mean, because this is bullshit. I, if it was a, nobody should buy a house. I'm telling you right now. Nobody should buy a house unless you've got all the money or most of it to pay it off hey, immediately. You're fucked. You're fucked. Oh, how about this one? Hey, Mike, calm down for one second. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a real world question. Are you a big tipper? Am I a big tipper? Yeah, like if you go out to to dinner, do you tip five percent, or you do do you tip twenty percent or ten percent? What's your rule? Around eighteen. Around eighteen percent. So what you're really this saying? This is a loaded is question because you already know. Go ahead. So what you're saying is you're willing to pay somebody who doesn't have to have an education, who doesn't have to have any interest in you, who will probably spit in your food. All realtors. Uh, you give them 18% for All realtors. remembering what you ordered. But you don't want to pay someone to help you spend, uh, to, to take care of your help. No, you had it right the first time. Help you spend your money and go into debt no. for 30 years. That's what you're helping me into while you help yourself into a giant commission and then on to the next well, now, sucker. So, so, to, be, to be fair, Mike's not necessarily, uh, you know, an example that, that most of the world uh, would match. I mean, he's, a, he's got a unique situation. I'm there. smart. I mean, why, would he, why would he go out and buy a house oh. when he's got the, the basement of his dad's house to romp around <laughs> rent free? <laughs> No, well, rent free. He's got his mom's house up north that he can, you know, go all to right. on the weekend. Yeah. Let's clear all this up right now. I pay rent. I'm also the caretaker. 
I'm also the meal maker. I also provide elderly care services for my dad. I, so, I'm, a, I'm the head groundskeeper. I do all so this let's, let's for a house. Let's real estate agents. So you're ripping your dad off. I'm not ripping anybody <laughs> off. If anything, it's the other side. You know, I'm, that's what, that's exactly what we say because all the stuff that you hate people like everybody. me. You hate people like me that think outside the box and don't go buy a goddamn house at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I should be. I mean, my credit's great and I've got money for a down payment. So you want me? You want me in your portfolio? You want me out there looking for houses? But you know what? Not doing it because it's a ripoff. It's a. Rip-off. I think the next. The, I think the next realtor ad campaign is going to have a picture of Mike. Down in the in the Funhouse Studio doing his podcast, and it's gonna say, "Don't be like Mike. Think outside the basement." <laughs> Instead of "Be like Mike, don't be like Mike." <laughs> be like Mike and rent. Be like Think Mike. The basement. Keep renting. I don't care what you're renting. I don't care. You know, people rent basement apartments all the time. I don't live in a basement, um, but you should be renting right now. Do not go buy a house. Do not buy a house. Do not. So, Mike. Mike, so what you're telling me is you advocate somebody to spend a thousand dollars a month yes. on nothing. Now, what do you mean on nothing? On a roof over your head? Okay, let's say I, I take that same thousand dollars and I go out and I buy a house and I'm paying uh-huh. a mortgage. I, it's not my house, dude. That's the bank's fucking house. For like yeah, thirty years, I'm taking care of the bank's property, and if I'm lucky your mortgage enough, payment will never go up. If right? I yes, it will because somebody no, will come well, along with a home improvement loan who oh, you need to go out and put new sod in your backyard you need to go get shingles for your roof oh you need a you need new to, furnace you need to buy the right house it's got the siding there you is already no need. right house there is no right house because they all break down non-stop because they're made out of ticky tacky these days well i mean if, if you if you keep it up you know that's one thing I'll keep know, it up I'll yeah keep it up or you could pay a thousand bucks a month in rent and not pay for any of it. And if you get sick of living there after a year, you know what? You can go rent somewhere else. So, so your car is what you're what you're saying is your car. You pay three hundred dollars a month for your car, but you don't have to change the oil ever because there's no maintenance on the car. You don't ever have to put it tires on. It doesn't cost twelve thousand dollars to change no. oil. It doesn't cost yeah, twelve thousand dollars to change oil. It why doesn't. Why you lease your car? Huh? Well, well, what's the percentage of the oil change for the value of your, your car versus the percentage of an addition oh for your house? God, look, listen to them work. They're and both then, sweating then, right and now. And then the addition will actually add value to your house. Your oil change doesn't add any value. I'm delivering a poison pill to the public to not buy. <laughs> and you guys can't stand it. You can't stand it. You hate it. Dude, we, we appreciate you talking like this because you're helping us talk people into buying. There's exactly. the tax hey. <laughs> like, P.T. Barnum said like it Mike. best. There's a sucker born every minute. So you guys are lucky that way. There are <laughs> dumbasses literally born every minute, and the country apparently, is full of them. Apparently your dad's lucky. He's got you there for grounds maintenance. And <laughs> exactly. And all your rent payment. <laughs> right? I don't own finances. Trips to the uh, casino. I don't. I kind of like how this turned on Mike a little bit. That's fine. I can take the heat. That's fine. Uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not going to owe a bank for the next thirty years while a realtor is sitting around counting their cash, laughing. You just owe a landlord. 
Yeah, hopefully I'll be lucky enough that when I'm 75 and can't do anything, I'll own a house so I can somebody can come over and rent from me and I can continue to sit and do nothing. So, Mike, Mike, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Why don't you tell more people to save their money so they can put a giant down payment on a house? You don't need to put a giant down payment. Oh, no, why would you? No, no, no. With as little as $1,000. Right, what a great deal. Right, great deal. Great for everybody. You know what you should do? People, keep renting. Save your money until you can put 50% down on a house, 60% down on a house. Let me ask you, uh, you don't have to put that much down, but if you want to, it makes your If you want to have a, if, if you want to have, it's a shitty deal to put down $1,000 on a $300,000 house. You're just getting screwed. It sounds screwed. like you have the most, most umbrage with how much realtors make. So let me ask you this. <laughs> uh, I don't do care. I don't care how much realtors make. I really don't. Realtors, a realtor's job, and you guys are both doing it, is to sell houses and help people buy houses you're just doing your job i don't begrudge you for it i just think most people should not be out buying a house they should just be renting because they can't afford it because they're not working like just 10 said you know eight minutes ago in this conversation that there's not enough people working right now they don't have enough money saved up to even consider buying a house Am I wrong or am I Why right? Money saved up. You're wrong. Why do you have to have money saved up? Oh. <laughs> We're never going to agree on this. We're never ever going to agree on how this. Much, Mike, how much money would you have to have saved up to feel comfortable buying a house? Mm, Sixty thousand. How much did you and your wife have saved up when you bought your your house? None. We bought it for zero down. It was in that it was in that bubble time, and we got screwed. Oh. So how, how much did you make when you sold it? Nothing. We made zero because the bubble oh. broke. Okay. We lost so, money on it, dude. We lost equity. We lost like fifty thousand dollars in equity. Because all because of what a realtor said. Oh, this is a great buy. It's a great buy. You should really do it. <laughs> so I guess it's not like again. It's not your guys' fault. I love both of you. You're just doing your job. But things like the bubble happen, and people lose all their equity. And then what? You're back to owing the bank even more money, saddled to a house you probably don't even want anymore. Well, if you would have kept making the payments, where would you be at in your house right now? I don't know. I have no idea anymore. You'd be up about $300,000. No, we wouldn't, dude. It was a townhome. We wouldn't have been up no three hundred thousand dollars. You guys sound like like professional gamblers. But it, I'm sure the price would be higher than what you paid for it in like two thousand six. Possibly, I'd be, it'd be worth about one hundred fifty thousand more. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> it's not made out of gold. What did you What did you pay for it? Like one hundred and thirty? Uh like one hundred and seventy back then. You can't find a house south of the river for under three hundred thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. Because people so that would making, be about making one hundred fifty thousand dollars, Mike. People are not making enough money right now. Okay, so yeah, I would have sold it, and then I would have, you know, I would have put it down on another house that I really can't afford to be in another loan for another thirty years, while a bank just sits back and makes profit. 
Well, you wouldn't have had to. The move, ladies and gentlemen, the move is to do save your money, put a giant down payment on the house. Do not what was wait. Wait, Mike. What was your mortgage payment, dude? Who knows anymore? I feel like we wouldn't do it. What is your current mortgage payment, just ten? Nineteen fifty. <laughs> you keep $25 a week. If yeah. you want to buy a house out in there, in 10 years, you can put down a down payment. Ladies and germs, if you want to buy a house out there, God bless. Go buy your house. Go buy it from what help. Have Smartest one of these two guys. Never do. Have one of these two guys help you. Have Justin Voss help you here in Minnesota. Have Paul help you in Indianapolis. God bless and good luck. But if you want to have a brain and you want to use your intelligence, just rent. <laughs> Save outside your money. The basement. Save your money. Don't let them. Don't let them scare you. These are all scare tactics. Okay, Mike. I've got the simplest solution. If you want to do the right thing with your money, buy corn dogs. <laughs> Over at corndogs.ie. That's cranky Yankee corn dogs. So should we get into some picks? It was a very entertaining and thrilling realtor conversation about buying and selling homes and whatnot. But it's time to get down to the meat of this show. And that is football picks for 2022. And that is brought to you by Evolve Entertainment. That is Evolve Entertainment. You can find them on Facebook. So if you need a DJ, if you need an officiant, if you need a magician, a balloon artist, whatever you need for your upcoming event, there's a one-stop shop, and I'm here to tell you about it. That's Evolve Entertainment. It's under Evolve Entertain on Facebook. Head there now. Okay, guys. Paul, I thought you were going to say it was, a, it was a very entertaining week one in the NFL. It had its ups and downs. I mean, at least the Vikings won and beat the Packers, so we're all excited about that. How about them Bears, huh? The Bears are such a non-issue. They're, they're just a non-factor. Tied for first in the division. Right. Yep. Justin, you want to weigh in on the, your Chicago Bears? Well, all I know is that, I mean, I picked the Broncos on Monday night to win, and if that happens, I'm 100% on my picks for the weekend. Hey, Seahawks are up 10-3 midway through the second quarter. Nice. So, Paul, you're always the master of ceremonies. You want to take us through this? Okay. uh, Am I supposed to be writing this down? Yeah, you probably should be. Go grab a paper and pen. You have to listen to this this again. (laughs) I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) While we're waiting for Paul to find something to write with, Just 10, do you want to talk about your realty company? Uh, no, I mean, I'm no, you're too scared. Asked. You're too scared. That's fine. But but being that we're going to do picks, I have to, to throw up my resume with my dynasty. So I, um, I am in uh, several dynasty leagues, and I did start a terrible little uh, YouTube channel called J&J Dynasty dash NFL. So it's J&J Dynasty dash, you know, like the minus NFL. That way, because it's about dynasty and NFL. So at any rate, if you want to check it out, it's a terrible little channel. Um, just started throwing some stuff up there in the last four or five months periodically when I think I have something to say or a bad take that I want to record, basically. So, And what is that where do you, again? Where do you find this now on the uh, interweb? On uh, YouTube. YouTube. The YouTube. Wow. Yeah. J&J Dynasty? 
yeah, yeah. I try try to help uh, my, myself um, record my bad takes in dynasty leagues, or maybe if somebody else wants to listen to some bad takes, you know, go get some information there. Okay, cool. sounds That's good. Um, that sounds like something to really check out from the basement there, Mike, while you're not worrying about finding a house to buy. <laughs> or paying rent. Week two. Starting out on Thursday night, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Mike, you're the host of the show. Let's give you the first pick. Uh, Kansas City is hot like fire, the people's desire. Um, They apparently don't need old what's-his-name that they got rid of to Miami to win games because they stomped all over Arizona last week. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas City laying the points. Justin? Well, I mean, how can you argue with the Master of Ceremonies take there, you know, with Kansas City? They're hotter than what? Hot like fire, the people's desire. Ah. That's the desire part. That's the thing I like. No, yeah, I mean, I desire to be like Pat Mahomes, not like Mike. So, yeah, I'm going with Kansas City. Okay. All right. I'm trying to figure out where I put these letters to make sense. Uh, okay, got it. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be the contrarian here. I I think the Chiefs are going to be solid this year. Um, but I think yesterday, I, I think Arizona is a fraud. And uh, I think the Chargers are solid. I think they go in. And it, they may not win it, but I think they can keep it within a field goal at least. I take the Chargers plus three and a half. Okay. Moving to Sunday, the early games, we've got my wife's Indianapolis Colts traveling to Jacksonville, taking on the Jaguars. Colts are currently laying four points. Let's start with Justin this time. So Colts by four is what you're saying? I am. Oh, man. It sounds like you need a horseshoe uh, up something to to take that one, but. Take that all day, even if it's painful. Justin takes the Colts minus four. Mike, I'm going to take. No, it's my turn. Oh yeah, I'm go gonna, ahead. I'm going to. I'm going to also take the Colts. I mean, some people may not know the Colts struggle basically all the time against Jacksonville. I think they lost to them uh, in the final week last year when they had a chance to clinch a playoff spot. But I think they're going to get it right this time. Mike, what do you say? Give me Jacksonville all day. The Colts stink. You got it. The New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are a one-point underdog. Uh, I think the Patriots got smoked by Miami yesterday. Pittsburgh with the uh, probably somewhat surprise upset against Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going to ride the hot hand there and expect the Steelers to win that one outright, not even need the point. Mike? I'm going to go with the Steelers, too. I like uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I think he uh, finally found a home under some competent coaching, unlike Chicago. Uh, Yeah, give me the Steelers. I think they're a dark horse favorite to at least make the playoffs. Justin? Can I pick the next expansion team? Because these are two terrible teams, and I don't want to pick one, really. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the thing that people may not be know, knowing about, you got to watch 
what is happening to Mac Jones because he had uh, x-rays on his back, uh, so he was injured last week. So that could play a huge factor in this. Without even a competent quarterback probably in New England, I think you have to go with the Steelers. I think there's no other choice. All right, that's three for three on the Steelers. <clears throat> Next we have the Miami Dolphins in Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Baltimore is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Let's start with Mike. Uh, give me Baltimore. Simple answer. I, I like Baltimore at home. Simple man, simple answer. Justin. This is a pretty complex game, to be quite honest with you. What is Tua? Is he actually really a quarterback or is he not? I mean, they wound up winning, but they, I don't think they probably should have. Their defense won them the game. Um, in, in the Ravens, who's their running back? Is it their quarterback their running back? Is Dobbins going to be back? Is it Drake? I mean, is it uh, who's the other guy they, got? they picked up? Mike Evans? I mean, they don't really know what they're doing. They, they got, got three long bombs, and uh, they got lucky. What's so, the deal with Dobbins? Um, bad knee. He tore his ACL and his MCL last year. Well, that's bad news. So they were projecting him to be, um, they were projecting him to to be starting by now, but he's not not ready. Yeah, so. I didn't realize he wasn't going to be back. It's, so it's it's just the same. It's just the recovery. I mean, like like no big deal. Just recovering from you know, torn yeah. ligament. No biggie. Yeah, no, I mean, but they all, everybody thinks that everybody's supposed to be back in nine months, and that's just not the case. And then typically when a guy comes back after um, knee injury, the first year afterwards they deal with lower back uh, leg issues kind of things um, because, you know, they were favoring it or are favoring it, one of the two. With that all being said, what is the line? How many points? Baltimore minus three and a half. God, that's that's just such Definitely. a tough line, and that's why Vegas makes money, right? Um, yeah. Got to go with the home team. Just take the home team. Took right long on. enough to get there, but I appreciate the support. Yeah, I after hearing all that, I mean, I'm I'm on the fence, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Dolphins to keep it within a field goal. Okay. Next up. In the Superdome, do they still call it that? The Mercedes-Benz Superdome, I believe. The New Orleans Saints are hosting the Tampa Brady Buccaneers. Buccaneers are coming in and laying three points. Justin, what do you like? Well, I like I like both teams, actually, but I think you have to go with the GOAT. It's just that plain and simple. You have to go with the GOAT. They'll find a way to win it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Tampa really dismantled the Cowboys. And uh, even though, you know, I don't know if their offense, Tampa's offense, uh, well, they moved down the field, but they couldn't get in the end zones often. Uh, I think they'll improve on that. And I don't think New Orleans is going to be able to keep up. Mike, what say you? Give me New Orleans. Uh, Who's their quarterback now? James. Yeah, now they got Thomas back too, right? Right in the P. Yep. Michael Thomas back. I'm going to go with Nolens in this one at home. I mean, they looked pretty good last week. Why not? Give me New Orleans. I mean, I, I like. You sound like you're swirling around in a cash tornado. 
I'm in a cash Is tornado. Bad, bad on your end, Justin? Yeah, he, he's glitching. He's coming, click, 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 click out. Um, by the way, New Orleans only played one one quarter because they were terrible for three quarters. <laughs> All right, next up in the early window, we've got the Washington Commanders traveling to Detroit, taking on the Lions. Lions are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I'm going to start there, and uh, I'm not making any bold predictions about Detroit, but... <clears throat> Let's just say I uh, I think uh, I think they're gonna pick up their first W of the year, and I think they're gonna do it convincingly. Mike, I think the Lions are vastly improved, and that's because I watched Hard Knocks on HBO. And a lot of people, you know, I noticed that a lot of people after they watch the Hard Knocks every year on HBO, they start picking this team to win the Super Bowl, and they'll you know pick up a lot of their offensive players for their fantasy football team. And it's usually just a, it's a mirage. But I think the Lions are actually vastly not, improved. Not this time, now that you've watched it. <laughs> right, right. No, I think the Lions are improved, and I think they'll definitely cover on Sunday. Give me the Lions. All right, and Justin? Well, Mike is 100% correct. The Lions are vastly improved, but they're still the best of the worst and the worst of the best. So... Um, the Motor City Kitties are pretty tame, and I can't say their new name. It's the Redskins. I love the Redskins uniforms and stuff like that. So I'm going to go with the Skins because Carson Wentz looked good, kind of, and they got Gibson, who's the man. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm going to take Washington because I do believe in, in the Kitty Cats, but not this week. Sounds like, okay, Justin likes the, the Gilead Commanders. let's go gilead right justin the new york jets facing off in cleveland against the brownies browns are a six-point favorite mike you're up first the jets are hopeless they're just hopeless they can't do anything right they look like crap the other day against who who the jets play last week i don't have it right in front of me yeah baltimore The Jets are just hot garbage. Give me the Browns, even with with their uh, backup quarterback that's in now, whatever his name is. Brissett. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, 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 him. Uh, Yeah, give me the Browns for show. I I agree. I'm I'm taking the Browns and laying the six, although the Browns are not always often to be trusted, but – I agree with your take on the Jets. Justin? The Browns are a mirage right now. Don't trust them. Don't want them. Believe me. I mean, all you have to do is stop the run. They did literally nothing throwing the ball last week. Surprisingly, the skeletal remains of Joe Flacco showed up, and they actually moved the ball a little bit. <laughs> so with the uh, a couple of young, nice young running backs with an improving offensive line and a defense, um, the mirage that is the Browns until uh, they get Watson sometime later this year. Don't trust them and uh, don't go with them because if you can stop the running game, you will stop the, the complete entire team. Okay. All right. Justin's on the Jets. Carolina Panthers at the New York football Giants rounding out the one o'clock Eastern starts. 
I think, uh, Justin, you're up first. Oh, All right. the Giants, I'm sorry. The Giants are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Against Baker Mayfield? I love it. I believe he's still starting. You don't know why. He's terrible. Um, so, yeah. no. Have you, I mean, seen, have you seen Sam Darnold play football in the NFL? Yeah, but luckily he's on the IR. So they only have they only have one bad excuse is to take Mayfield. I mean, Daniel Jones looked somewhat competent last week. They still don't have any wide receivers. I mean, when Sterling Shepard after he blows out his Achilles tendon is your best receiving option, and you can't get nothing to Kadarius Tony, a first round pick, and you use a second round pick on um, what what's his name? Uh, uh, I can't think of it. But they use a second round pick, and then you pay a lot of money for a high draft which uh, I free agent uh, in Gallo, Galladay. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, Barkley's the whole offense. He's not stoppable. Go with the Giants. Justin is on the Giants. Wow. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think Baker will win a game. and He may not win a lot of games, but I think the uh, the Giants are overhyped after their opening game victory. I think uh, Carolina's going to come in, and it'll be a close game, but I, I think they squeak it out. So I'm going with the Panthers plus two and a half. Mike? Give me the Panthers. Baker's do. That's right. it. There's all your expert analysis. Moving to the late afternoon games, we have the Atlanta Falcons traveling three time zones out to Tinseltown to take on the Rams. Rams uh, licking their wounds from their opening match against Buffalo. And the Rams are a 10.5-point favorite. Uh, I am taking Atlanta here. I'm not saying they're good, but I think the Rams have regressed from last season. I think uh, if they can get some pressure on Stafford, the Falcons can hold the Rams down. Stafford looked absolutely horrible last week when he was under any pressure whatsoever. So I'm, I'm taking the Atlanta and the 10.5 points. Mike? Give me those – give me those um... – Atlanta Falcons, man. I like Mariota. He's a good quarterback. And uh, you're right. The Rams look like hot dog shit last week. And, uh, yeah, just give me the Falcons. That's too many points for the Rams to cover. Justin? Ten, ten plus points. That's ten a lot a of points. A lot of points. I mean, you know, you got Mariota and you got a 31-year-old starting tailback in Atlanta, and then you've got two young, miraculous, you know, uh, receiving options in Pitts and London. I mean, wow, right? But this what's is the, a gift, right? What's that? What's the word on the uh, the rookie Algier for Atlanta? Is, is he going to be available in week two? Um, yeah, he should be. I mean, um, the Williams uh, hurt his ribs. He went out for a little while, but Algier did not uh, come in and play at all. But he's going to be a second half of the season kind of guy. So uh, Cordell Patterson cannot, you know, sustain that kind of load at that age. But he'll be good for a couple of weeks. So uh, if you got him in fantasy football, play him, trade him, get what you can for him. Um, but it's a get-right game here for the Rams. I mean, I feel sorry for Atlanta because they're just going to get walloped. 
Um, the, the, the Rams are going to establish the running game, and they're just going to start picking them apart. Then, and it's it's going to be ugly. It's going to be like watching Kansas City, uh, you know, last week. So, still put put your money on the Rams. Uh, Justin believes in the Rams. Next up, Cincinnati Bengals coming off quite the disappointing overtime loss to Pittsburgh, traveling south to take on the Cowpokes at, at uh, Jerry World. In Cincinnati, the line has already moved on this one. I saw earlier today it, uh, it was at six and a half. It's now up to seven. Bengals minus seven. Mike? No Dak Prescott. Ezekiel Elliott looked human. Give me the Bengals all day. They'll they'll cover. You can go ahead and bet your uh, mortgage payment on it. That the Bengals. Wouldn't you rather people bet their rent payment? I would rather you bet your rent, but as long as you're throwing away your money anyway, you might as well bet your mortgage payment. And uh, well, you're, not, you're not throwing your money away for a mortgage payment. You are for rent. No, okay. you're making a bank rich. Um, that's fine. Uh, take the Bengals all day. All right. Mike likes the Bengals. Justin? Well, I mean, he's right. I mean, who do you want to make rich? The, the banker do you want to make me the owner of the home that you're or place that you're renting rich? So it's it's kind of you know either make yourself rich or make somebody else rich. You know you can make it's, a big landlord rich. Uh, make, yeah, uh, a, a big landlord, rich. but the little landlords they don't own that shit. They're paying a bank too, so the bank's winning. Yeah, why do you think that they're doing that? Because they're making money. At any rate, we're, we're on the Bengals and the Cowboys there, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, the reason the line moved is Dax out six to eight weeks because he broke his hand. Let me refresh uh, and see if the line has moved again yet before you make your pick. Well, I mean, it might it might have moved if, if Mike put all of his rent on there. I We're just still did. At minus seven. All right. But, yeah, no, the Bengals all day, every day. Joe Burrow is not going to have five interceptions again. I mean, it's just not going to happen. You get a backup receiver, and Mike was kind of right. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't really look human; he looks ancient. So, um, yeah, I mean, just get away from the Cowboys. I mean, they're really going to rue the day that they got rid of Amari Cooper because it does not look like C.D. Lamb can handle the number one wide receiver position. He's much better as a wide receiver too when somebody else is getting out with double coverage. Is he I- did absolutely nada. Yeah, I agree with that, and uh, I don't know who's kicking for the Bengals. Is it still Ted Nugent? <laughs> I do believe it is. No, it isn't. It, it, it's, it's a rookie. Uh, what's his name? He was a rookie last year. He kicked him into the Super Bowl. Um, Mac, Mac he, something. I mean, he, he's corn dog. Yeah, he's not going to miss that many kicks. Uh, he had a tough day yesterday. Chance to win the game at the end of regulation. Had the extra point blocked. I did I didn't see if that was uh, really a more of an offensive line problem, I guess, probably, but still missed a potential game winner in overtime. Uh, I agree. Cincinnati is going to get right in a big way and take it out on the Dakless Cowboys. We're all in agreement there. We, then we have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Las Vegas to take on my Raiders. Raiders are a five and a point, five and a half point favorite at home. Uh, Justin, what do you say? Wow, five and a half for the Raiders, huh? 
I do like the Raiders. I was very surprised that their defense did not show up last week against the Chargers. Um, and they only gave up 24 points. Yeah, but I thought, I mean, with the back end that they have, with the pass rushes that they have, especially, you know, with Mac and all those guys uh, adding, adding to what they already had, I thought there was going to be very difficult, they're very difficult to throw on them. So um, that was very surprising. Although the Cardinals did not show up, so I mean, the Cardinals are, are have been traditionally under their coach have been a, a fast starting team. So the five number five is a pretty big number, I think. But I mean, I guess I kind of I'm so torn here, but I think I'm going to go with the Raiders with the five. I don't know why, but I'll do it. Yeah, five and a half, but uh, just to be precise. But yeah, I, I think I agree pretty much with what you said there. I think uh, Arizona missing D-hop uh, is going to continue to contribute to their woes. I think that the script is going to flip this year and they're not going to be a first half team. I'm also not sure they'll be a second half team, but they, they may make a run. But I, I think they're going to go down 0-2 and, and I think the Raiders are going to cover. Mike? Give me the Raiders. The autumn wind is like a Raider. And I think they're going to win at home. Give me the Raiders. Enough Mike said. takes the Raiders as well, minus the five and a half. All right, Sunday night football. Mike, do you have the Sunday night football music to play for us? Dun, 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 Every year we do this. That's the Monday night music. Oh, yeah. You need uh, what's her name singing? Oh Old yeah, country gal. Are you ready for some football? Uh, no. I'm over it. Come on, sing it, Mike. <laughs> Are you ready for some football? Let's get it kicked off with some bad country singing. I'm gonna improvise the lyrics depending on who's playing. Look at my it's short dress and try to focus on some football. Sunday night football, y'all. Make sure. And the Green Bay Packers. On the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Oh, yeah, the frozen tundra. The... On the 50-degree artificial turf. Right. Wait, do they sell gas? Anyway, Packers are a 10-point favorite at home. This is uh, this this could decide who's uh, in first place in the uh, NFC North. And I think, let's see, whose turn is it to pick first? I think it's mine. Whoa, that's a tough one. You know what? I mean, call me a sentimental old fool of a Bears fan, but, man, I really bought what they were uh, selling yesterday, which was uh, get, get lucky to take a lead and have a monsoon rain down on San Francisco <laughs> when they're trying to come back. I'm not sure they'll be that fortunate up in Green Bay, but I think somehow, even if it's just in garbage time, they'll, they'll keep it under a – 10-point deficit, and who knows, you know, no bold predictions, but maybe somehow they come out with a W. It's got to happen sometime. I'm taking the Bears. Mike? Give me the Bears. I'm not picking the Packers after what I saw last weekend against the uh, hometown heroes. Rodgers has nobody to throw to. You could see that he was pretty frustrated and upset with how his wide receivers were playing. The running game is okay, but they just don't have the receiving core. I'm not 
sold on Justin Fields. I think he's okay. But I think he's definitely enough to beat the Packers right now, so give me the Bears. Not even one reception by uh, Alan Lazard. I thought he was going to be, like, the new man. Well, he didn't play. Oh, he didn't play? No, he was out. Oh, what's what? Way to stay on top of it, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I I think he was being being talked up in the uh, fantasy shows that I was listening to in the last couple weeks. They didn't say anything about him being injured. Well, of course, that's why you don't listen to those fantasy shows, because they don't know nothing. That's right. We got to go to J and J Sports Talk Dynasty Fantasy Channel on YouTube. Yeah, J and J Dynasty. Yeah, that's right. Dynasty. Uh, that's what I always say because it's J and J Dynasty. Uh, but yeah, yeah, NFL on YouTube. But no, um, Lazard. They've been talking about Lazard for five years, and Marquez Valdez scandling how great they are. They've been talking them up for those that many years. And have they produced? They never have. And that's hey, Valdez Scantling had a good game yesterday for uh, whoever he plays for now. Well, yeah, by Valdez Scantling, you know, it, I thought it was hilarious. I was uh, talking to my buddy, and I, I Jeez, when they drafted yeah. when they drafted Christian Watson, I said, I wonder if he'll drop as many balls as Valdez Scantling did, and he goes out and does it on the very first play, and drops a touchdown like MBS, all the shades, um, but yeah. Let's let's get into it. Let's break down the Packers and the Bears, right? Sure. How many points is it? Ten. Ten? Even ten. For the Pack. Yep. Yeah, no, not for the Bears. Yep, for the Pack. At home. Wow. That's, a, that's, again, a big number. But this is what I will say. I mean, I like the Pack overall just to win. But the question is the ten. We like Mike said, they, they can't throw the dang ball. They don't have any receivers. All they have is Robert Tunyon, and that's it. To kiss the balls, unless you're talking about Aaron Jones. But the Bears, they don't have any. They can't throw the ball either because they've got Fields, and everybody's double and triple covering Mooney, so he can't throw the ball to him, and he doesn't know how to find anybody else because he's he's got he's got one read and he's done. But the Bears can't run the ball either. David Montgomery had like 13 rushes for 23 yards or 26 yards. He was at two yards a clip for a rush. That's it was terrible. tough footing out there. Well, how come, how come Herbert or hey, what, who's the backup? What's his name? Khalil Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. Yeah, he how definitely he had more have, success. How come he couldn't, didn't have problems running? Yeah. How come he, he had different kind of shoes? Oh, Debo Samuel had the different kind of shoes. Yeah, Montgomery forgot his uh, cleats, I guess. Oh, oh, so he, yeah, he, he, he could do is run straight into the line and get tackled. Montgomery is a mediocre running back, and that I'm being charitable at, at best. So yeah, I mean, he, his shoes probably were ruse and they're discontinued. So there you go. Uh, but hey, maybe we'll see more Khalil Herbert. <laughs> the point is, is that Chicago has literally no offense. At least Green Bay can run the office, so uh, run the ball. So I think that they will win the game, and also. Rodgers is a, is a great front runner. He can't front runner. He can't come from behind. So um, I do like Green Bay. I, I'm just debating. Do I want the ten points? That is the question. You know what? I I'm going to go with Green Bay because I think they score a defensive touchdown. So if you want a side bet? Put money on that just because they get awful dang lucky at home. So there you go. All right. That is your Sunday night analysis. And now we move on to. 
Okay. Monday Night Football, and there's a... That's the wrong I, song. I it's, are you ready for some headed. Monday Night Football? Vikings and the Eagles. I don't know what's going on. If one of the games is on uh, Amazon or uh, Paramount Plus or something, but... One All game the starts at, games are on Amazon. One game starts at 7.15, and one game starts at 8.30 next Monday. In the first matchup, the Tennessee Titans... Travel to do they still call it Rich Stadium to take on the Buffalo Bills? And the Bills are a 10 point favorite. And Mike, you're on the clock first. Well, the Bills are a juggernaut. There's no getting around. Oh, Mike. Yes, the Bills are a juggernaut. Well, I'll just go with this then, being that he's. Uh, well, I'm here. After break or wherever he is. I'm Maybe here. Uh, corn dog. But uh, whatever. 10 points. What? What's the deal with all the ten point, you know, spreads? This is crazy. I mean, I I don't like Tennessee at all this year. Um, Bills all the way, Bills Mafia. They're they're just rolling. I mean, Allen is unstoppable. It's just that simple. Go with the Bills. So you don't mind the ten point spread, in fact. No. All right, Mike. I'll take the Bills if you can hear me now. We have you for the moment. Yeah, give me the Bills. And They're a juggernaut. They're going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be Vikings, Bills in the Super Bowl. Give me the Bills. Which team's going to lose their fifth Super Bowl? That's it exactly. The Bills. We oh no we <laughs> we know we know how that's going to go. If the Vikings I mean, the Bills could lose their fifth Super Bowl on one circumstance. They're not playing the Vikings. <laughs> It's the only way it happens. It's Bills. I agree that uh, I agree the Bills are gonna gonna run up the score here. And then finally, your Minnesota Vikings heading out to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, who dashed their dreams a couple of years ago when everybody in the Twin Towns thought they were destined to play in their own stadium for the Super Bowl. And the Philly. Philly crushed them. You guys remember that? Well, hey, all I know is you can't stop Nick Foles. That's just it. I remember that, and I don't want to talk about it. Philadelphia, what do you guys think the line is here? Have you guys looked? No. The line is Philly. I would guess three and a half. Philly is giving a point and a half at home. Okay, that's correct. I assume you looked it up. I did. All right. Well, I'm going to go first here. I might uh, surprise you guys, but I'm actually going to take the Vikings. I think they're going to get out to uh, – they're going to continue their, their hot start before they break you guys' hearts when the weather gets colder. Mike, what do you think? Vikings all the way. They looked unbeatable against the Packers. They're definitely the cream of the crop. Of the NFC, All the way to the Super Bowl, right? there's no getting around it. Um, Vikings easily, and just taking a look at how people are betting on the Caesar's Sportsbook, most 76 percent of people are taking the Vikings. The money line, 83 well, percent are taking means, the Vikings. I mean, come on. That either means you can expect the line to move, or if the line doesn't move, that tells you that the bookies actually think Philly will win. 
So that's something to watch. Justin, what's your take on the Vikings getting a well, point and a half on the road in Philly? Well, how can you not take the Vikings, right? I mean, they destroyed Green Bay. But hey, but hey Green Bay. Hey, hang on here. Yes. Let's look at what the Eagles actually are. The Eagles have a mobile quarterback, not a sedentary pylon standing back there. And so Hertz is going to cause some problems running the ball. The Eagles also have probably the best offensive line in the league. And now they actually have a receiver in A.J. Brown. Oh, no. Oh, by the way, the Eagles defense, that's pretty darn good It's also. And it's in New England. But the biggest factor is Mike Factor. Everybody's buying into the Vikings. Everybody's loving the Vikings because they beat Green Bay, beat Rodgers, manhandle them. What happens every time some wind gets in the sail of the Minnesota Vikings? They blow it. They take a cannonball ball into the side of the hall. Oh, exactly. So Not this time. I, I, I said that about Zimmer, too. I'm like, the new regime is not going to happen. Oh, it happened every time. So <clears throat> trust your history. Don't bet on the Vikings. Take the Eagles all day. Justin takes wow. the Eagles and lays the point and a half. I mean, I agree with pretty much all your analysis there, Justin, except that I, I think the, the meltdown is going to come at least a week later. <laughs> Got to get more people on board. That's right. The bank is <laughs> not quite full yet. <laughs> you guys are a couple of haters. Well, we got all the bets in. We got all the plugs in. The show is already an hour and a half long, so I think we're going to wrap it up, and we'll pick this up again next week, guys. What do you say? Hey, just uh, you know, for, for people listening live to the live stream, I know most of you like aren't, but just you want to know the score because you're listening to this and not paying attention. The Seahawks are up 17-13 on Denver at the half. Wow. And I saw Judy for your fantasy football players. Got a long touchdown TD. Nice. Nice. Is that All right? right. I, I think that's going to play into who gets eliminated in our league, Mike. I doubt it. Um, hey, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple. Like and subscribe to Wisecracking with Winter or Spotify. Like it on there, too. Leave some feedback. I do read all the comments, so leave something about the show. And uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, Paul, Justin, thank you for your expert analysis, and we'll pick this back up next week. Sounds good. All right, get a corn dog. Yeah, get a corn dog. That's Cranky Yankee Corn Dogs, corndogs.ie. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you later.